Welcome back, Generation Zion. My name is Single Robbie. And I am Single Josh. And I am Single Alicia. So I'm sure you have a lot of questions as to why we introduced ourselves that way, but first we're going to talk about our weeks. So don't don't freak out. We will get to that, but we're going to talk about our weeks first. So Josh, how was your week? It's been pretty good. I officially got a job. Oh, so great. that's Where? all set up. That's exciting. Yep. Uh, it's with TTM, a uh, circuit board manufacturer here in Logan. So, so cool. Awesome. Uh, I start on Monday. So. Cool. Yep. Nice. Uh, to be honest, a little bit. It's been a while since I was uh, at work, so yeah, I'm kind of dreading it. Yeah, that's fair. That's okay. Yeah, what about you, Alicia? Um, my week was pretty busy. I was kind of go, go, go all week. I picked up a lot of extra shifts at work, so that was crazy. And my car battery decided to die yesterday when I was bringing my roommate her wallet that she left at home. So that was a struggle. I had to get jumped and then drive to AutoZone. She had to get jumped. I had to get jumped. I had to get my battery jumped. <laughs> so then my car would turn on so then I could drive to AutoZone and buy a new battery, which that hurt my bank a little, but it's okay. Um, but you had to buy a new one? Yeah, it no, it, it was dead. It was, oh, it was dead. Wow. Completely yeah. dead. Dang. And like I, it started acting funny yesterday, but I was like, I'll, or on Friday and I was like, it's okay, I'll get it checked out. And then it just dead yeah. completely but i know how to change a battery so i just pop the hood open in the middle of AutoZone and put the new battery in and then Heck my yeah. car worked so that's girl good boss. yeah yeah but how was your week robbie oh well i my wallet also hurt this week um why because i finally <laughs> as if alicia doesn't know i finally decided to i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast but my doesn't sound new like computer it. broke because it, it got, got water. Uh, it got like, water did we talk in it. About it? I don't think podcast? we talked about it on the podcast. Okay. But, I, but I yeah, I my new computer got wet and so it wouldn't charge. And so I'd been dreading like taking it to a place where it would fix it because it's going to be expensive. And it was. And I still don't have it back. I still have my old computer, but it's okay. Yeah. But hopefully she'll have a new computer. Yeah. Well, a new then, working computer. Yeah. That's At least you have that a backup. is the goal. Yeah, like I do have a backup, which is really nice. And very fortunate. my Grammy really pulled through and got me the backup. And she also came and helped me with my um, finding a place to get it fixed. So shout out to Grammy. I know she listens to this podcast. I love so you, nice. Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess getting back onto our topic, Josh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about loneliness. Yay. Perfect. Being this, single. No way. As this podcast will be that. coming out the day after Valentine's Day. Woo woo. And since we're speaking about loneliness today, I have a scripture in Genesis chapter two, verse eighteen, that says, "And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him.'" So, what does that mean, Alicia? It means that we're not meant to be alone. I mean, I feel like that was pretty obvious. We're not supposed to be alone in that I think in a sense, you know, we are meant to make connections with the people around us. And the end goal is that we are supposed to have an eternal companion because life is hard and it's hard to be alone and we need to have someone to help us go throughout this life. Yeah. And that is our ultimate goal. Yeah. So yeah, man or woman being alone. Yes. So yeah, any of us. Yeah. So, Josh, what have you found out about loneliness? Um, so, loneliness is an interesting thing. So, I did a little bit of research. Mm -hmm. 
Um, by research, I mean I watched one YouTube video about this. Cool. Um, I don't know if any of you heard the, of the YouTube channel Kurtzkigit. I have not. I'm not pronouncing that right. I know that, but... Kurtzkigit? Yes. It's, it's a weird word. But anyways, um, they do these little animated videos about certain scientific topics. Wait, I do know that. I've, I've seen a few. Yeah. yeah. They have the little duck as their symbol. Yeah. It's cute. I've seen a few because it's like, oh, how do you know if this person's in love with you? But like... You don't know that they're, you know, like the subtle signs or whatever. Ooh, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I'll, anyways, we're getting off topic. I'll need to see that one. Anyways, (laughs) I love their channel, and they actually did a video about loneliness, I think in like 2019 or something like that, somewhere around there. I was on my mission at the time, so I just stumbled across it recently. Um, And they're kind of talking about, they weren't talking about romantic loneliness is what we're kind of talking about. Mm -hmm. But I did want to bring up one point that they brought up, which was the fact that the feeling of loneliness is like a, like a brain sensor, similar how hunger, the feeling of hunger is one of those sensors. Yeah. Like the longing. Yeah. So like back, you know, Back then, like even Adam and Eve's time and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, people were social creatures, so we need to like work together in order to get stuff done. And yeah. so with that being said, uh, we are given that little sensor to be like, hey, if I'm not with somebody, then that sensor triggers and saying like, hey, I need to go get with a group of people so that way we can work together. And start developing, growing together. Interesting. That is fascinating. Yeah. The human body is an interesting thing. It is. It Mm -hmm. amazingly is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we have that little sensor in us of loneliness. And uh, because nowadays we're, like, all populated and the world is pretty big now, that sensor is kind of... Giving us, giving off some like false positives, or I guess now. Yeah, like with the social media, is that is that kind of what you're saying, or? A little bit, just like the fact that we're surrounded by people, right? Yeah. But we have, we're starting to have fewer and fewer like good friends, and like mm-hmm. I don't know, the social webs of like interacting with people are becoming more and more complex well i could yeah i think i've just related that to um how whoa that's gonna sound weird i just related that to how in social media we like feel like we're connecting with people but it's not like in person like i wonder if that is also like a false positive sort of situation yeah probably i haven't done much research on that particular part but the Essentially, like, we, we're finding out that, like, more and more people are feeling lonely. I think they mentioned, like, 60% of 18 to, like, 30-year-olds in the UK are, like, are feeling incredibly lonely. Wow. Hmm. So, What do you think is causing that? Well, I don't know. That's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't get to that. Yeah. I mean, I could really see, like, if how recent was that, 2019? 
Yeah. Okay, well, I'm thinking more in like the COVID sense, how we had to be separated from one another. I feel like that could have caused a lot of loneliness. Definitely a lot of those feelings. Yeah, because with, you know, again, back to the social media thing, we are connected through social media. And I feel like I was never really not connected with my friends while COVID was happening, but I didn't see them and we didn't get to do any of the like social things that we had done before COVID. Like it just changed everything. And I feel like for me, that's what contributed to a lot of my loneliness now is not having that connection for so long. So why do you guys feel like you're alone in a relationship? Like why we're kind of single at the moment? Yeah, single. Yeah. Well, um, I think we're about to get like into how Robbie's brain works, but I... We're getting deep, y'all. Yeah, we're getting deep. I'm afraid of commitment. And what I mean by that more specifically is I'm afraid of being vulnerable and actually having that connection with somebody just for them to like break up with me or for it to not work out. Because I have such like deep feelings, I feel like. So I've always just kind of protected myself and I've never really had a deep romantic connection with somebody that could lead anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, Because I either get scared and then break it off before feelings can happen um, or I end up falling for somebody that it's just not going to work out. So that's why at the moment I am single. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. What about you, Alicia? I think for me, it's just putting in the effort to go on dates. You know, I... The first time I went on my date was when I first, or first time I went on a date was when I moved to college. Like back where I'm from, just dating wasn't a big thing like it is in Utah culture. And so I feel like I'm still very new to the whole dating experience. And I'm like, my brain's stuck in the way of like, oh, a guy needs to ask me on a date. But I can ask someone, a guy on a date too. I'm a strong, independent woman. I can I ask a guy that. on a date. <laughs> But it's getting myself out of that comfort zone, you know, of being, I feel like what Robbie was saying, like being vulnerable, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's also a hard thing for me is I don't want to take myself out of my comfort zone. But that is something I'm working on because I want to go on dates. I have a fun time going on dates and meeting new people. I love meeting new people and talking to new people and getting to know them. But I just have to take that first step to get out of my comfort zone to make an effort to go on dates so I can meet new people and and hopefully meet my future spouse. Yeah. I feel like you kind of, when you were talking about that, you touched on like kind of a fear of rejection. And I feel like a lot of people have Mm -hmm. that and that's why – a lot of people aren't in relationships. I feel like I can we can relate to an, the audience in that way. Like you're afraid if you ask somebody out that they'll reject you and that's what's keeping you from going on dates and from potentially meeting somebody to be in a relationship with. And I think that's an important yeah. thing to mention as well. Yeah. I think sometimes we're just in our heads too much, but all I got to say is full send it. And if they What happens? You? What's the worst that can yeah. happen? They say no. Yeah. Okay, go find someone else. Yeah, there are you plenty of people go on out a date there. With somebody who says no. Exactly. Like, if they it wasn't worth your yes. time. Yeah. If yeah. they say no, then you just saved yourself from a terrible experience. Yeah, it's kind of better if they say no. You know. But you're never gonna know unless you do it. Yeah. Yeah, and then if you like, yeah, if you never do it, then you're gonna still be maybe pining after this person. Exactly. When if you had just asked them, they would have said no, and you could have moved on and found somebody else. Yeah. You know. So it's it's good to face your fears, but I know it's hard. So I'm not trying to like be like, oh, if you have a fear of rejection, that's dumb. Yeah. But 
it's good to get over it yeah. and like push through it or not necessarily get over it, but just push through. Yeah, push through. And quick side tangent with that. Yeah. Um, as someone who has, I guess, experience in the being rejected category of things, <laughs> um, please say no instead of maybe or, oh, I don't have the time or just, just that say no. Hope. Like, I mean, come on. Like, I've been rejected multiple times. Like, I've went, like, I was out on the beach in California one time. Mm -hmm. And just as a dare, I went and uh, asked a a girl for a number with, like, a pickup line or something like like that. Okay. And, of course, nothing happened with that. Like, that's fine. But, like, just just say no. Like, it's fine. Yeah, just be straight up and be honest. Yeah. But not mean. But not there's mean. a difference between being straight up and being mean. And so, there's a way to be straight up and nice. Yeah. Just be like, no. But yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, why do you feel alone romantically? I, we kind of touched on it, but. Uh, well, it's just that I am terribly bad with social things in, just in, in <laughs> Can general. Can you expand on yeah, that? Yeah, how a so? Bit? Okay. So, you know how people. Um, how a, there's something called small talk that exists? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the worst. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad that <laughs> it, you guys agree that it's the worst. I just physically can't do it. Like, it's not a mental process that I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So talking and communicating with someone, especially in the fact of getting to know them, is very difficult for me. Yeah, so that's why gotcha. I'm alone. Yeah. Well, I think also before we continue, just – making a note that just because we notice these things in ourselves, it doesn't mean that we are, like, this is why we're alone, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it just might be what's stopping us, stopping ourselves. So, like, what we think about ourselves is stopping us. Like, it's not, like, if you're listening and you have a problem like I do about not being close with people, I'm not saying that you're destined to be alone. And if you have trouble with small talk, somebody else has trouble with small talk as well. And, you know, you can make friends with that person and maybe something, you know, it's just not, you're not destined to be alone because you're like us or we're the way that we are. We're not destined to be alone. We're just talking about. Nobody is destined to be alone. Yeah. That's not how this plan works. Yeah. So we're just talking about why we feel lonely at the moment. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to make that clear is we're not saying that if you're like us or if you have qualities that are making it kind of hard to find somebody, that means that. You're going to be alone forever. (laughs) I just thought it would be important to note that. Moving on. Yeah. Um. There's some other reasons that I feel like we can bring loneliness onto ourselves. And just kind of an example that I was thinking of is today, me and Alicia at church, we had like a group. We were supposed to split up into groups and talk to people. And we were sitting in an awkward spot. We were like in the middle between a group in front of us and a group behind us. Yeah. So we could have felt because they obviously went into groups and we were just kind of by ourselves, just the two of us, mm-hmm. we could have felt left out in that moment, but we also didn't make an, an effort to be a part of either one of those groups. We just kind of sat we there. We just sat there. You know, so coming from both sides, coming from the side where I have been in a group and people have felt left out from my quote-unquote group or being the one who's quote-unquote left out, there has to be action, you know? You have to kind of put yourself into a situation where you are part of the group mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, you can't expect people to include you. You have to yeah. include yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you have this 
self-inflicted loneliness, which yeah. is something that you can take control of and change. Yeah. And I totally get, like, feeling that you're left out. But also, you got to remember that there is a way that you can be more assertive and put yourself in the group. And if you're still feeling left out, you did your best. Find a better group, you know? Yeah. So do you have any experiences, like, with that, Josh? Yeah. Um, not so much as experiences that I can uh, that I remember, but just the fact of, like, I've been in experiences where – I feel like I'm being left out, but it's more or less the fact that I already have been feeling lonely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. because the fact that I'm feeling lonely, I want to reach out to people less. Yeah. Because loneliness wants to like just keep you lonely. Like it's a snowball effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That Speaking actually of... reminds me <laughs> of a TikTok that Robbie showed me one day. And it was about this phenomenon of the idea of love languages. So before I go into it, what are your guys' love languages? Mine is physical touch. Okay. Josh? Quality time. Okay. And mine are is words of affirmation. So the idea with this phenomenon is that whatever your love language is, when you are feeling lonely, you tend to do the opposite of it. So like for words of affirmation, people who are feeling lonely tend to self-deprecate. Because that is the opposite of their love language. That's the opposite of how they feel love. People whose love languages are quality time or um, physical touch. Physical touch, thank you. Uh, they tend to isolate themselves from people because they're not going to feel loved if they're not with people. And I just think that's so fascinating that when we are feeling lonely, we tend to do the opposite of what's going to make us feel loved. And that's so silly. Yeah. Like, if you're feeling lonely, you need to... Get out there, tell someone, and be like, hey, if you need a hug, ask someone for a hug. Someone will give you a hug if you ask them. It's true. I'm definitely a hugger, so <laughs> you can ask me. Yeah. I didn't know that about Josh, actually. I didn't either. Just Good to know. something new about yep. Josh. Good to know, Josh. But, yeah, I also just, like, building off of that with the physical touch, I literally don't want people to touch me when I'm, like, not wanting to be around people and mm -hmm. being sad for myself or whatever. Like, I don't want people to touch me because I know that when people do choose to be affectionate and hug me and, like, you know, I do all the other physical things that I enjoy. That sounded a little weird, but we're going to move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I know that I'll feel better. And for some reason, when... I'm sad at least. I don't want to feel better. I just want to wallow and be sad and be by myself. Here's the funny thing is that Satan loves misery. Yeah. And misery loves company. Yeah. So when we're feeling lonely, like that pit that you that Josh was describing mm -hmm. earlier, why we can't come out is because Satan wants us to be miserable. Yeah. You guys, don't let him make you be miserable. So you're kind of not even lonely in that though. Because like Satan's literally there. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah feel lonely feel lonely with me <laughs> anyways i guess but we, oh, you can't boy. find companionship with satan no yeah that's yeah. definitely true yeah so okay i guess just kind of what can help us not feel alone yeah how we break the cycle do you, what are your what thoughts are your thought? you know your researched thoughts my research thoughts bring me back to the same YouTube channel that I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. You want to um, say the name again? Yeah, Kurtz Gigit. <laughs> Kurtz Gigit. Cool. Kurtz Gigit. <laughs> um, so they did a, another video 
um, not about loneliness, but it's about uh, dissatisfaction is what the name oh. of it was. Mm. Okay. Um, and I can't remember like the first two thirds of it, but the last third was about how you solve it. And one of the things that they mention in it that has a lot of research behind it is uh, gratitude journaling, which I found was super interesting. The fact that there's a ton of research saying that this works to help you have a lot more of a positive outlook on life, to help you in making more connections with people, and the fact that this was being talked to us about by President Nelson like a while ago, like it just kind of makes sense. So I just kind of thought that was interesting, that correlation there. So yeah. Well, I personally don't do gratitude journaling. You I should was, start. I I might. I, I probably I've should. done gratitude journals before, and it really does change your outlook on life. Like I'm telling you right now. So how did you do it? So what I did is with my – I used to be so good at journaling, like so good back in high school. And what i do is I'd make sure that I'd say like three things that I was grateful for every single time that I wrote in my journal. And I was just such a positive person. Like I still – I think I still kind of emulate positivity. I, that's like just yes, a part of my... Yes, you definitely do. Thank you. It's part of my personality that I try to like keep. And, yeah, for um, sure. But with the gratitude journal, it came more easily. Like I just was mm-hmm. able to find things to be grateful for. And when you're grateful for things, it's hard to feel lonely because when I'm lonely, I can't find anything that I really, you know, appreciate about my situation, you know? Because I'm just sad and lonely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, when I have a gratitude journal, I know at least three things happened in that day that I was grateful for. Or three things just about my life that I'm grateful for. So, it kind of pulls you out of that, you know, cycle of mm-hmm. being sad and feeling sad for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I do something. It's kind of similar to a gratitude journal, but not quite. I have one of my best friends from high school. I don't get to talk to her as often as I should, um, but she's going to school back in Virginia where I'm from. And in order to stay in contact with each other, every day around the same time at night, we text each other one good thing and one bad thing that happened during the day. And I think kind of along what Robbie was talking about, when I'm having like a really bad day and all I can think of are just all the bad things that happened, doing this with my friend not only helps me stay connected with her, but it helps me to look for the good things that happen in the day and the things that I am grateful for. So what else other than other than that? Other than gratitude journals? Yeah. I think just spending time with people and finding people to spend time with because we live in a college town. There's people there are, yes. everywhere. There are so many people our age just everywhere. Like, you could just introduce yourself to people. Just say hi to someone on the side of the road. Well, yeah. not on the side of the road. That sounded really <laughs> sketchy. If you're on campus and you see someone, just be like, hey. Yeah. Some, like, places, good places to hang out are places where you eat, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, last year I had a meal plan, and that was really nice because everybody that w- was eating there also had a meal plan, was around my age, and I could just sit mm-hmm. at a table and make friends with people. And I made friends with a few people, and it's just... You just got to put yourself out there. Like back to the self-inflicted loneliness thing, a way to get out of that is just 
to full send full yeah full send just go and introduce yourself to people it might be scary it might be hard you got this though you can do it like you just and then participating in activities that the school puts on or church activities and Mm -hmm. stuff like that anyways do you want to expand on that alicia yeah just another idea i was thinking of that's kind of similar to that is that i feel like we all have people that we care about you know like we all have our family we all have friends and maybe our family and friends aren't here right now but we have this amazing thing called technology where you can just call them whenever because it's that's the world we live in today i call my mom every day i called my mom like an hour ago and talked to her for (laughs) a long time So, like, if you're ever feeling lonely, reach out to those that you care about because they care about you, too. And if you're not doing okay, it's important to reach out to those people and And just be like, and just tell people, you know, it may be scary, but just be like, hey, I'm not doing okay. Could you be here with me right now? Yeah. And I guarantee that someone will come to be there with you. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. And sometimes with that, though, uh... There might be times where you get a little unlucky and people are away from their phones. They're, they could be busy. Like they also have their own things that they're and taking care of. Stuff do. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff happens. And so it might be like while you're feeling lonely, like right then in the moment and no one's kind of available or responding to you at that time, then you'll have to try to figure something out. And that's okay. That's okay. And there's other things that you can do. One of the things that I love is service, especially ministering. You know, with this wonderful program that the church has come up with, it gives us the opportunity to reach out to those people in our wards and ultimately make new friends. Yeah. Like reach out to the people that you minister to and maybe reach out to your ministering brethren or ministering sisters and be like, hey, I need someone to talk to. Come talk to me. Yeah, like ward ward leaders mm-hmm. too. Like ward re- leaders. the relief society. Go talk to president. your bishop if you feel bishop. like it. Yeah, yeah. There's just a ton of church resources, yes. and there's and that's one of the amazing things about this church is that there are so many resources out there. Like literally any resource that you can think of, it probably exists. Yeah, there's like this one section on in the gospel library. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of the title right now, but it's like self help or self reliance. Uh, or no, self-help. it's like life. Something. Life helps. I'll find it and I'll put it in the description of this episode. But it has a section on loneliness, I'm pretty sure. And so it just has like a lot of things like emotional resilience, stuff like that, um, about stress, just diving into the resources that the church provides. Because it's, again, you know, when you're lonely, you want to just keep feeling sad, you know, which really, when you think about it, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. You're like, why? Why would you want to feel that way? You know? Oh, yeah. So... There are resources that the church provides that are so helpful. And so I will find that on the Gospel Library, and I will put it in the description. But um, also uh, something that's just so important when it comes to feeling lonely is developing a relationship with the Savior. So yeah. like diving into the scriptures. You know, He's if, always there. If, yeah, if anyone knows what you're feeling, it is him. Yeah. He understands and completely and fully understands what you're feeling in any given moment of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to remember that. And then when we develop that relationship with our Savior and grow closer to him, we're less likely to be lonely because mm-hmm. we have our Savior, Jesus Christ, with us. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things to do 
is to imagine him with me. When I'm feeling lonely, I find an empty spot in my room or next to me or wherever I am, but most of the time I'm feeling lonely in my room or in my car. And so he's just right there. Like I just can I just close my eyes and I like think about what he'd look like, what he'd be doing, like where, cause I love physical touch. Like I imagine him hugging me or like putting his hand on my shoulder or like rubbing my hair, like everything's gonna be okay. And so I just like think about that and that brings me closer to the Savior and that helps me feel not lonely because I know he is there. And like, you know, you could pray about it too. Yeah. <laughs> it just there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that you could do. Just be careful not to like suck yourself into this lonely pit, swirl pit yeah. where you feel like nobody's there because. Not true. It's not true. False information. Yeah. So I think that was a great discussion we had. Do you have anything yeah. else to add, Josh? Yeah, I actually am just thinking about one thing right now that might help. Um, if you have a patriarchal blessing, um, then it good might be point. good to like think about that and see like see if that mentions anything or like suggests that like hey, you're not going to be alone forever. It does bring me a lot of comfort actually mm-hmm. when I whenever I feel like I'm never going to find anybody. I read my patriarchal blessing and and then it confirms yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll, uh, okay, I'll be patient. <laughs> Whenever mm-hmm. I have any concerns about anything, like literally anything, I pull out my blessing. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. It says <laughs> it right there. It says it right there. <laughs> so, and then also, I guess the last thing I want to say is that sometimes with the patriarchal blessings and in general, um, some blessings don't come right away or the way that we'd expect, like in this mortal life. What if they're not going to happen until, you know, the millennium? Like that's okay too. If they don't happen until later on. And another thing, remember that we live in a temporal world. Mm -hmm. Nothing in this world is permanent except for the gospel and the relationships that we build with people. Yeah, eternal truth and eternal truths. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it's been good, guys. Yeah, it was a good discussion. Well, I hope our listeners have learned a little bit more about themselves and hopefully gotten some good advice from the tips that we've given. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And on that note, Generation Zion, may the force be with you and have a good rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Bye.